Hi, glad you could make it. Welcome to Spark, a Fireside 180 conversation. Join us as we dive deeper into big conversations, asking questions, and applying principles for life-altering change. My name's Peter. Shake out your chair and join us around the fire as we talk with the guys about what God is teaching us and what are we doing about it. Today, I'm sitting here with a handful of genuine men from around the fire. Tell me a little bit more about yourself, your name, and how long you've been coming to the fire. Oh, Kenny Copta, been hanging out at the fires for at least 10 years, lead a fire on Tuesday nights. It meets 7.30 in the Olathe area. Hi, my name is Drew Skates, and uh, I've been hanging out at the fire for a little over two years. My name is Anthony Allen. I've been at the fire for close to two years. There you go. Guys, welcome. We wanted to talk a little bit this evening around the topic of the 10-second rule. What does that mean, and what are you doing about it? And really, that's the action step of what does obedience to God in the 10-second rule look like? And Kenny, can you tell us a little bit more about what is the 10-second rule? Well, I'd be glad to do that, Peter. Um, going to the fires for the last 10 years, it's been amazing to watch guys interact through the fire and find what is an opportunity? When can I speak at the fire? And what does that look like? And how do I feel comfortable? But as we move throughout the fire, we notice that how do I really engage at the fire? What does that look like? Am I wait for Kenny to call me out? Or am I wait for Drew or or Anthony or somebody? No, you. there's really the sense that you feel in your spirit, mm. a nudge within your spirit. It's called the 10-second rule. And you go, man, what's, what's that? What that means is if I don't lean in within that first, within that first 10 seconds, most likely I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay silent. So I learn mm. to say yes to that, saying yes to God's spirit. And then I go, okay, God, I'm going to wait till you give me that proper moment to lean in when Drew's speaking mm. and, and have a word. And, and so, and it also, I apply that in my life as well to be obedient. It helps me know to walk in obedience. So it really plays, the 10 second rule plays a lot in walking in the spirit. Does yeah. that help a little bit? Yeah, that really does. I mm-hmm. mean, talking about what is it, how do you listen to that nudge, that still small voice in our heart about mm-hmm. what is that next good thing for us to do? I mean, that's something we talk around the fires. What is that next good thing for us to be doing in the moment? Or, you know, for me, as I'm in a job transition, like what's the next good thing for me to be doing? Um, Kenny, you were talking about something that really spurred something in my mind, talking about how we need to begin moving when we feel that nudge. Um, so often though, from around the fire or out in life, how I try really hard myself to do what mm-hmm. I think is the next good thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of that, you know, instead of following the spirit's lead yeah. and doing and seeing what is that next good thing that God has for us mm-hmm. talking around, what is that next good thing? Like Kenny or any of you guys, like what's something that you guys do that helps foster being able to hear that quiet nudge that moving in that 10 seconds. And I would say it's honestly, truly listening to what the person is saying. Disconnecting yourself from the the want to speak up and listening to what this person, what their story is, what they're saying. Hmm. And then God brings it to you. And when you feel that, that need, if you're not looking for your own thing to say, when you feel that, then for at least for me, that's I know that's God mm-hmm. bringing that to my heart. Yeah, it's it's absolutely, it's one of these things, and I've, I've often heard it said that, that we can have different voices in our head. 
right? We can have a voice where it's like, that sounds a lot like our own voice. Mm-hmm. It's like we're, you know, we're, we're in our mind's eye. We're able to reflect on something being our own voice. But God's voice is often talked about as the still small voice. Mm-hmm. And I've often found that that's the case. And as somebody who's uh, a self-proclaimed talker, what I would say is, is that for me, I find that it's actually my time, my personal time with the Lord that allows me the permission to get still enough. And so it's actually in the moment, there's muscle memory to be built. But what I find is that the place where I build the best muscle memory is the place where I allow my mind to declutter in moments that are absent of words. So that that way that God actually has the space to break through and the words can be received. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you really were touching on something that Anthony talked on earlier about how you need to be present in the conversation. And that requires me shutting up. Yeah. I mean, I'm really guilty of, of thinking too far ahead in the conversation. And, I'm totally right there, Peter. Yes. And that's mm-hmm. really the thing is if I'm trying to think about what is the thing I want to say in response or in rebuttal to something you're saying, mm-hmm. then I am not being present mm. to either hear that voice in my head, yeah. in my heart, that's God's spirit nudging me in a thing to say or mm. in a thing to do because we, I know I get so busy or caught up in what's my agenda in a conversation or what's my agenda in the day. You know, we were talking earlier about how having the opportunity to be inconvenienced. You called it something different. What did you call it, Kenny? Interruption. Interruption. Well, your topic title. Surprise. Oh, surprise. Yeah, surprise. being surprisable. Being mm-hmm. surprisable. Mm-hmm. And like, what does that mean in our life? And it goes back to what you guys were just touching on, on practicing that stillness. You know, mm-hmm. that takes that back to chair time for me. Yeah. And I'm in a season that I've fallen out of the regularity of my quiet time of Mm. my chair time. Mm -hmm. And I lose that ability to hear to that, to discern what that voice is in my head. You were talking earlier, Drew, about how like that, what is that voice in my head? Is it my voice? Is it God's voice? Is it the voice of the media in me? Mm. And just when I'm having so many other voices and I'm not creating that space and that stillness, um, can you touch a little bit more on like, what does it look like to create that stillness in your life? Yeah. Uh, to be honest, um, I got to this point in my life where I realized that everything around me seemed to be noise. And I thought if there was space that I had to fill it, I actually remember taking communion with my worship team years ago and I found myself trying to fill the space vividly. And it was this moment where I realized that I'm not very comfortable with quiet. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. so God has been increasing the muscle of restraint and learning That's good. to be more okay with quiet. Yes. And because it's so opposite of my personality, I have to really work at it. Mm-hmm. And so what it looks like for me is um it's I've had it shared with me this idea of coming to the Lord with no agenda. Mm-hmm. With no piece of paper this isn't even the time that I'm reading the scriptures per se, but it's no, so that time it's not sitting down so that God will do this or positioning myself so that God will do this, Hmm. but it's actually just encountering who God is and coming to him openly and honestly. And the more I do that, the more I find that my heart begins to soften. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the ways that that voice becomes clearest. Mm. 
Well, it's really, it's what you're talking about of creating the space so that way we can hear that yeah. voice. You know, you think of that story of the, which prophet was it that was in the cleft of the rocks and God was like, hey, hang out here and, I'm, and I'll come by. Mm. But there was the windstorm, there was the firestorm and, mm-hmm. and every time it was the opportunity. Was Elijah? Was that Elijah? Mm. Was it, Elijah it was either Elijah or Elisha. Elijah. <laughs> it was I always, the, always forget. One of the two. I always, <laughs> always get those Somebody two out there has figured it out for us, right? They're, they're already saying it. That's right. Yeah. But it's that, like, we see these big distractions that look big in our life, but it's that creating that space to be able to hear or to recognize that this stillness is good. Cause I'm with you on that. We're like, I'm a busy person and it's just, it feels nice to have a lot going on. But then we look around and it like, like my, this, my past week is like, I've been really busy and I'm pretty exhausted. And like, mm-hmm. you know, coming here this evening, I want to be fully present, mm-hmm. but if I'm so run out, like then how do I, like, how do we have the space for the things that we say are a priority been really like, Oh, we're going to baseball or, Oh, I'm doing all this extra work so I can get these projects done. You know, uh, which would be good stuff, but yeah. it's really learning. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are talking about making space for God to listen to God. That's where you begin to get in that. And I like that. You said muscle memory. I've been hearing that a lot said lately is muscle memory, getting that it's not, it needs to be a habit because a lot of times habits overused, but it really becomes part of who you are and how you walk. Mm, right. Not, not this a checklist. A habit to me seems like sometimes it can, I don't know, maybe it is, I don't know. But it, it, but with that said, I'm thinking that, that listening to that 10 second nudge has come from a product of spending time listening to God, listening to him. Just making that a place where you just sit and be in his presence. Mm -hmm. It's huge. You know, it's interesting you say that because I'm reminded of people that will ask the question that Peter kind of posed a little bit earlier. And it's how, how do I do this? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What what does this look like? Mm -hmm. And and to be honest, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I could give anyone a checklist personally. I can't think of one other than to do what you were just saying, Kenny, which is, to try it, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to actually mm-hmm. sit there and maybe even push past the awkwardness because it'll be there and just try a couple times, mm-hmm. you know, find a space that can be sacred where there, where there's going to be distractions eliminated, where, where the likelihood of you being disturbed is, is less. And in that moment, you just sit. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, you just try it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happens, it plays out at the fire. Here comes the 10-second rule. That's why we encourage, you know, really it, hearing, talking about the 10-second rule, talking about that, really does, even though it's a, a statement we use at the fire, it really is it's a reminder, hey, uh, listen to what the Spirit is telling you now. Now you get when you hear the 10 second rule is that listen to you because it's important for you to lean in the fire and, and share that because it lets men know you got a word for them or you got something to say, you could whatever, mm. but it needs, it's important that you've got that freedom and that, that space to share what God has put on your heart. And mm. it's amazing. 
you know, how many times have you heard guys, well, you know, I've been sitting here for a little bit, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this. It may not fit at the fire. <laughs> Donut. How many times have you heard that, right? And and they say it. And Anthony, and I've seen you do it, and, and, and others, and I go. And it was exactly what somebody else was going to say, but they just didn't have Definitely. what it took. All the time. All the time it happens. Yep. Yep. You know, Kenny, you were talking about how that 10-second rule, how there's a long explanation for what is the 10-second rule, but that short explanation is it's learning to listen to the Spirit so we can engage the people around us. Mm. And, like, what does that look like? And us to walk in obedience mm. is that other piece. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. I mean, it just walking in that place, it's, it's part of reminding us. God said, hey, look. Kenny, I, I've got something for you to do here in this moment, mm. and I need you to be a walk in obedience to encourage this this guy at the fire. Mm. Be sensitive to your spirit. And Peter, I love what you said a while ago. You talked about earlier that I'm already thinking ahead of somebody's conversation, and I've done that many times, and I realized I'm not present for them. They know I'm not present. They already know I'm mm -hmm. I'm kind of in my head mm. trying to figure out how I can really answer them and sound probably pride gets in the way. I'm going to sound smart, right? Yeah. You know? It's easy to do. I, yep. It's just yeah. really easy to get caught up in trying to think about what you're going to say. But as you were talking, it made me realize that when we're doing that, we're actually thinking about ourselves. Yeah. We are. We <laughs> are. We're not actually thinking about the person who's talking, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is one of the, the values that I found around the fire is making space for others. That's mm -hmm. right. And I remember this time, like I'm somebody that I can fill any space that'll be given to me and maybe even some that's not. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and <laughs> I resemble that remark too, Drew. Come on, man. But it's made me realize how important it is to look around the fire and see who needs to share. Yeah. And if I allowed space for them to share. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's good. And really, you know, that's what you were touching on, Drew, was that point of what does it mean or what does it look like to follow that 10-second rule? Like, really, we can't provide a checklist to somebody and say, you do A, B, C, 1, 2, 3, but we can say, here are some ingredients. You can learn to hear what God's been doing or what God is prompting in your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's that's that hard thing is to practice making that space. And and that's where the um, not to give a little commercial moment here, but chair time, mm -hmm. the book, yeah, mm -hmm. Dan is put together for dance. You know, I think that's just an important aspect of just being with Jesus, sitting mm -hmm. with Him in that chair time, really allows you to understand Absolutely. that space. Is that that's yeah. just a great. Oh, without great. a doubt, there's there is no doubt in my mind that that book and the simplicity of its message has made its way into the hearts of so many men through the fire specifically, mm -hmm. and to watch it happen not just from a distance, but even in my own life, Absolutely. as I've learned to cherish and make sacred my own chair mm -hmm. that I sit in, and Absolutely. Uh, it's just it's pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things talking about we'll plug is the chair time book. Dan Sutherland has made that available to us to offer to guys that are that are a part of the Fireside oh, yeah. One Eighty community. So if mm -hmm. anybody goes to Fireside One Eighty dot com, there's a tab called Next Steps, and from there, there's a 
link you can go through and you can put in and we'll send you that chair time book. Really? Yep. yep. So That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have it, you can go in you can That's pretty cool. It. Yep. Yeah. Pretty Way cool. I already bought it. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I bought it too. <laughs> it seems like we all either did. <laughs> hey, absolutely. <laughs> it's worth absolutely. it. I mean, it's yeah. worth that couple bucks. One Are of the you? things to just talk about, Dan, that I yeah. really appreciate that I've been thinking about lately is mm-hmm. the simplicity with which he communicates something that can be so complex, mm-hmm. but it comes across in a way that is so helpful. Yeah. And I feel like that really hits the nail on the head for what it what meets that you book. where you're at. Yeah. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I got to crawl out of the hole to be somewhere to even begin to achieve to understand what right. what that's all about. It just means it meets you exactly where you're at. Yeah, Dan just yes. is a that helping says, hand. He does such a good job at that. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we're talking about meeting people where they're at. You're talking about what's the 10 second rule. One of the things that we had talked about earlier is making space for others. And, you know, if you guys, can you touch some on what does it mean to make space for others in our lives? Kind of just being there, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, of times just being ears mm-hmm. for someone to talk to has been, because my like childhood best friend still, and mm-hmm. the one thing that I've learned in working around his issues is that being just someone that, that he can just talk to, mm-hmm. being ears to is such a, a gift for him that, mm-hmm. that he's even like been like no one ever lets me talk to them and i'm like yeah i mean you're talking about being the ears for somebody making yourself available so that way people can have a voice talking about giving people a voice i would say this you know what's coming to mind is actually flipping that question to thinking about Mm. the people that have made space for me Mm. what does that look like and so um to be honest the person i think of is my counselor Mm. and uh you know, I was having a conversation with him actually this morning. I was trying to remember what day it was. <laughs> Been a long day. <laughs> Been a long day for you, huh? <laughs> and, and, you know, much of our time together is spent by me sharing with him. And it's been one of the biggest breakthroughs for me is that I have needed somebody that's willing to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And that as I have found someone who's willing to do that, that shows me that they understand by repeating back things like uh, engaging and trailing the conversation in such a way that lets me know that they're listening and that they care to understand Mm -hmm. because those things are not always the case. Mm -hmm. If I'm finishing other people's thoughts before they're finished, then I'm really not listening. Mm -hmm. I'm actually more concerned with what I want to say. And so when somebody does that for me, I don't know that there's a price tag that I could actually put on that. Um, And that's just how I felt experiencing that. Mm -hmm. And I think that does what you've learned in that space, Drew, is exactly how you create space for others. And we talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, just giving that listening moment, being engaging with a question or two along the way. And uh, right. Finishing out their, their conversation before they before they do it doesn't mean you're really listening right. it means you're already thinking ahead of them. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i agree and i have been guilty of that hmm. and uh, we'll say coming to the fires has allowed me to have a breakthrough which hmm. has also allowed me to not interrupt god so much in my chair time come on mm-hmm. it's it has a really 
a, an effect on you spiritually mm-hmm. in how you relate back to God. Yeah. So you're not interrupting what he's trying to tell you. The word that comes to mind, Kenny, as you're talking is relax. Mm-hmm. Because I'm often feeling excited or tense oh, yeah. or anxious to share. Mm-hmm. But if I'm making space for others, I can relax. Mm-hmm. And I can know that it'll be okay if I make space for them. Because if I really need to say something, mm-hmm. the space will be opened up. Eventually. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It'll be opened up. And how much of the time you're talking about the space is made, like when we're sitting at a fire, and I know you guys have experienced, like we're sitting at a fire and there's something that's like, I really want to talk about this, or this is something that's an event that's been happening for me, but I I don't know, like, does it fit to this conversation? And talking about making space, you know, the the fire quiets down and you're like, now is the right time. Mm. And that's the community making space to walk together. Yeah, so and true. Because that's the thing is, you know, like you and a lot of us can talk about a lot of things. I mean, what's my favorite topic to talk about? Myself. You know, what's your <laughs> right. favorite topic to talk about? You. Yes. <laughs> and you were touching on, you know, engaging and caring and making the space for others. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that's our stories is needing a space to, to bring up life. Mm-hmm. Because how much in life... Do we not have this community mm-hmm. of being able to rely on people around us? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really been a big part of my journey is, you know, coming to Kenny's fire. And I've been coming to his fire for about six years now. And I didn't have a space to be able to say this is the real stuff of what's going on in life. Mm. And, you know, so much of my life was just wrapped up in my hands and I was getting tired of holding it so much. Mm-hmm. And when we make that space for people, that's us also carrying that along with them. Yeah, lightening the load. Yeah, what we've talked about in the fires of, you know, I, hey, Anthony, you you were able to share this thing, and now your load is eight people lighter because mm-hmm. there are eight people here that want to walk mm. with you as you go through life. Yeah, definitely. Mm. That's so good. It, it's so good. It <laughs> makes me think about the, the question that comes up at the fire. Which was the two questions? We got two oh, questions. Oh, we got the two questions. Mm-hmm. What are your two questions, Kenny? Oh, well. What is Jesus teaching you? And then what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it really does. I mean, those two questions are so so key. Yeah. Well, and really that second question is super important. It's most important because it's the mm-hmm. action of obedience. You know, you were talking earlier, mm-hmm. Anthony, yeah. about like what does it look like you were sharing before we started recording about a time that you just needed to lean in and make action. Can you tell us some about what that was about? I know we've been talking about abiding a lot at the fire. You know, you can you can talk the talk, but are you going to walk the walk? And today I spent abiding in him and just kind of finding that, that quiet. What what that. has that looked like to abide in Christ? Well, I work like outside today a lot. Mm. And it was honestly stopping what I'm doing. Let's just take a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, like a like a breather. What, what I would do is I would just continue to say the word abide. It's almost like a, a mantra prayer mm-hmm. of like try, trying to remind myself that Stop worrying about what you got to get done. Stop mm-hmm. worrying about what your boss is going to think. Stop worrying about, you know, what you're going to do tonight, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's going to happen when we go to mm-hmm. all this stuff, you know. Stop stop worrying about it. Stop stop thinking about all the stuff that isn't directly in front of you. Mm-hmm. Because God's there and mm-hmm. he wants you to rest in him. Mm-hmm. Come on. 
and that reminds me about you know where Jesus talks about you know don't worry because uh, was that Matthew six twenty four section is where Jesus is talking about don't worry about what are you going to do what's life going to look like I mean that's the practicalness mm-hmm. of creating space that you guys were talking about yeah you know we're talking about practically creating space for others around us but really we have to do the same thing for God in our life making yeah. that space stopping so we can hear from yeah. God mm. and you know you were you were talking about don't worry make space so we can hear from God because you were just talking about what does that look like to abide yeah mm-hmm. mm. and uh, and really it's that 10 second rule Definitely. spread into you know more than 10 seconds spread yeah. into your entire day of saying like oh this is the time to remind myself because I know we can get so busy in the things that my job eat me up with. Mm. You get and wound be, up. Yeah. Cause we get so wound up in mm-hmm. what are the things that is my next task that then I forget how to stop and to be present. Definitely. Peter, it's interesting you say that about the 10 second rule because I have found that the 10 second rule can kind of be this, momentum building thing where it's kind of contagious Mm. and Mm -hmm. and to watch where the 10 second rule becomes not just this concept that we talk about or not even just something that happens within the confines of the time we're at fire but it begins to trickle out into our lives and um it's been amazing to me to hear stories of when god has prompted people to do things outside of the fire because i think really that's kind of the goal, yeah. <laughs> you know, is that this rule would begin to characterize our life and that we would be known as people of action. And what I have found is that the 10 second rule actually helps me envision on not just the intention I have to be obedient, but the actual obedience itself. Mm-hmm. And it, which happens when I take action on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's just been a huge blessing to me, and it's exciting to see the momentum that's happening in each of our lives um, as we are at fire each week. Yeah. yeah. You know, you were talking about how we're men of action. I was thinking about that clip from Princess Bride where the, was it Wesley that was mm. saying, he was getting into a fight with uh, the six-fingered man, mm. yeah. and he's like, we're men of action and lies do not become us. And, you know, it's kind of a twist on it of the 10 second rule and on this, but being men of action, we're lying to ourselves saying that this is something I don't need to move forward on mm-hmm. when we ignore that 10 second rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of like saying, uh, this is a stretch or maybe going another direction a little bit, but so many times we do sit at the fire and think, well, I really don't have struggles. Mm. I really don't have mm. the, you know, you know, I, re- I really don't hear God in that way. Mm-hmm. We, we begin to, to really convince ourselves that, that, you know, I don't know what that looks like for me. Right. And so we'll, 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 we'll stop short of listening mm. to the, the 10 second rule or going really what I'm about to say really doesn't even apply. We'll stop short of that. Right. And so I think that's allowing them the space um, to have that opportunity mm. to say whatever they need to say, and they see that happening at at the fire. The guys see it. Mm. Then next thing you know, they'll they will eventually lean into 
to to that the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because that goes back to that making the space. Yeah. So there's that comfortability around the fire. Absolutely. You know, um, Drew, you said something earlier that really struck with me. You're Mm -hmm. talking about how that 10 second rule has momentum, Mm -hmm. and from doing it in life or doing it at the fire, it really overflows into life around outside the fire. Yeah. Because we've talked about mm-hmm. the fire outside the fire. Yeah. And what does the what does that mean? What does it mean to have the fire outside the fire? And this is one of those characteristics of the mm. fire outside the fire or how the things that we do in our community of men encouraging each other to do life well mm-hmm. and how that spills into the rest of our everyday life. Yeah. Because, you know, what's that saying about work? You bring yourself with you. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we bring ourselves to the fire. We talk about this stuff. But for me, that temptation is the things that I learn or the things I talk about at the fire tend to stay in that box. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. opening up that box, you know, like the Chinese takeout boxes. You right. open that up. Yeah. And then it's all over the place now. And now that 10 second rule is pouring out into the life around us. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I find myself having conversations with people and people that are frequenting different fires. And then all of a sudden I realize that the Lord is teaching us very similar things. <laughs> and, and that's one of the ways, like, so for me, I got together with a brother of mine today and we've been talking about getting together and come to find out we've both been through, uh, you know, followers made <laughs> and, and, but he's been going through it with a different group and I've been going through it with a different group, but it was almost like we've been a part of conversations, but that we hadn't been a part of. Mm-hmm. And it was because we followed through on an opportunity to get together. We could have just not met. We could have not made yeah. the space to spend time together, but it's like, sometimes it's just that it's like, it's saying, you know what? We've been talking about this for a long time. Maybe let's actually spend time together. Absolutely. Maybe let's actually go to breakfast. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's actually get coffee. And maybe I'm buying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> absolutely. And, and those moments, because we asked that question, we talked about this two questions a while ago. We, I think one of the things we want to talk about even tonight was, what are we going to do about it? Right. Right. Going to do fire outside the fire, going and joining a brother, doing yeah. that right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we really lean into more of that second question. We talk about that a lot at the fire. What are you yeah. going to do about it? Right. But I think that out, joining with that brother, guess what happens? You're able to go deeper. You're yeah. able to go to those yeah. places like, well, can you unpack the rest of that? Right. What are you doing yeah. about it? Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. And, and I had this moment where I realized, I'm going to be honest. You know, and there's probably many who have maybe been at this place too, but I tend to want to avoid that question in my flesh. Mm-hmm. I don't, I kind of want to say, let's just talk about what Jesus is teaching me. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't know that I really want to talk about what I'm going to do about it. Cause to be honest, I that, there with you, man. Cause to be honest, that means I got to get some skin in the game and, and I'm going to have to do something that is a little bit unknown. Oh, and where I'm completely not- ignorant. I really don't know. You right. know I really, you but know, then, just- that, Kenny though, that's that third question. Mm-hmm. It doesn't let you escape. Mm-hmm. It doesn't let you have that apathy. Mm-hmm. And what's that third question I asked? That third question around the fire is, well, where are you stuck? When you're talking about, Come on. you know, the two questions is, what's God teaching you? Second is, what are you doing about it? And that third that I find myself answering most often is, where am I feeling stuck? Because mm. that's really where, you know, 
you talk about not really wanting to put the skin in the game so we can kind of have a cop out or a half ass answer <laughs> right. about like, you know, I don't really know where here's some vague little bull yeah. crap about it. Yeah. And, but really then that pulling that, pulling that second question is, well, where, why are you stuck there? Like what's going on in life mm-hmm. that is causing you to feel stuck in yeah. this place? And that and goes then guess to, what it does. It makes you all of a sudden going, you'll start hearing where you're stuck. Mm. You'll find yourself really talking about the answer, mm. right? Yeah. While you're talking about being stuck, because usually you hear somebody talk about. And, you know, but the, so the thing I was going to say mm-hmm. is like so often we have the answers, mm. not not like the whole worldly, like I have all the answers for life and what's right. the thing to do. Yeah. But God puts that next good step in our life. That's it. And I just need mm-hmm. to talk through it. And you yeah. talked about making space for people, yeah. that people have that space to talk yeah. and to say like, you know, oh, I'm, this is the thing that I've been going through. And then they know that the right answer is to do this next good thing. Mm. And it's that iron and sharpening iron that we mm. talk around the fire. It's like, what is the iron sharpened iron look like? It's not letting Drew get off with this half-ass answer right. of like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm just going to do this or that, or this is what my next step is. Yeah. You know, Peter, it brings to mind this idea and around our fire often what will happen is, is we'll start to talk about what would it look like for you to follow through on that intention? Like, what would it look like Mm -hmm. if you were to envision yourself taking that obedient action? Mm -hmm. And it's been a game changer for me and it has unlocked some of those very things that you're talking about, Peter, where it's like, I don't know if I know what that's going to look like. But you know what? As as we go around the fire, the brothers are able to sift together That's in right. such a way that says, you know mm-hmm. what? I don't know if I have the full answer, but I think the first bit of the picture that I do have is that I need to wake up a little bit earlier tomorrow. Because yep. I think if I'm going to take action on that intention, I'm going to need more space mm-hmm. for this. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks yeah. for having a good conversation around, you know, what does it mean to have this 10-second action plan? Because mm. that's the hard part, and that 10-second rule is that action plan. Mm. Yep. You know, Peter, what I was sitting here thinking about this whole conversation tonight, if I was to summarize what was happening here, mm. it's so important around the fire to be open and attentive and value what God has put within a man sitting at the fire, mm. the words he's saying. Mm-hmm. When a man begins to share, he's not sharing just because he wants to be just sharing. He truly wants to be heard. Mm. He truly does. Mm. And it's a lot of men that come to the fire and say, I don't know if, What's this about? I don't know if I could trust it. Mm. But once the fire gets going, I've seen many times a guy say, I really came not to share tonight (laughs) until they heard a few men share Mm -hmm. and they realized it was a safe place. And they realized that these men are serious. And I'll tell you why. It's that last question. What am I going to do about it? When men begin to see men own their actions, we don't see that enough today. Mm-mm. Definitely. That's why that is so unreal to see 
what we're seeing in an environment like this, that we're owning it and we're doing something about it. Mm. And we're going to the source that is our Father, that's our God, and we're going to Him to know that He's got it figured out. Our God, what I'm going to do about it, I'm going to give it to you, I'm surrendering, and mm. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to own it. Come on. And I'm going to do what you asked me to do. That really is a good summary of that, of yeah. this conversation. Yeah. So one of the other things that we have, one of the other tools that we've brought into into this podcasting is we have a we have a voicemail line, we have a texting line where we want to invite people to leave a 90-second message about how walking with a community of like-minded men has impacted their hearts. And we want to collect these stories into ultimately making an episode of the testament of what God has been doing in the hearts of men across mm. Kansas City. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you can text us or call us at 913-228-2856 and leave us a 90-second message about how walking with a community of like-minded men has impacted your walk with God. Mm. I like that. That's good. Good stuff. I'm excited. Awesome. Thanks for spending your time with us today. As you leave here, we pray that you would continue to light the fire outside of this fire, that you would follow the Spirit's lead and would spark conversations. Conversations.